This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today, look, I gotta say, you know who my guest is, you know his work. He's been in films like The Thin Red Line, Midnight in Paris, uh, The Darjeeling Limited, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The French Dispatch. He's been in shows like Chapelweight and Succession, and at the age of 29, he won an Oscar for his performance in the film, The Pianist. It's none other than Adrian Brody. His latest film is Clean, which he co-wrote, produced, and composed the music for. He plays a tormented garbage man called Clean, who tries to live a quiet life of redemption. But he becomes the target of a local crime boss and must reconcile tensions with the violence of his past. Here is part of the trailer for Clean. There used to be families in every house on this street. You could hear the kids laughing all the time. What's going on? It's cold. Grandma's out. I left my key inside. You hungry? You know, we don't need anyone to save us. I'm just trying to save myself. I'm still looking for answers. I just don't know the questions anymore. I've got blood on my hands. No matter how hard I try, I can't wash away the past. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about clean, but I, I got to say we had uh, not too long ago on our podcast, we had Emily Hampshire, who uh, oh, cool. is with you on Chapel Wait, which uh, is a fantastic series. Emily said or mentioned that among your vast talents, that you are hilarious at being an old timey mime. Is this true? An old timey mime. Oh, yes. I, I, you got to catch me in the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very expressive. Uh, whether I like it or not. I, I actually, I often say I'm not a very good actor because you can really see everything. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I'm, I'm sure we were doing some mime uh, on that set to, to, keep, us, uh, to keep us going. Uh, that series, in, there's so many things you've, you've been working on, but that series in particular, I'm curious, what drew you to that series? And you also produced that series as well. It's interesting. I, it's been a, bit of a boon in the in the um episodic long form space for me and i kind of resisted it for a long time as a well i i guess i yearned to find uh you know great leading roles in films independent films and if there's a if there's a complex wonderful character in a studio film that's kind of what i uh had, had looked to do and i started Obviously, there's so much great content now that's being produced, and I'm a fan of Stephen King, and I, I just thought it was so different from what I've been doing, and and um, I like, I guess there's something about the the genre and the, the the gothic horror aspects of that that was really exciting. So yeah, it just it lured me in, and it's funny that all of these kind of deal with. A degree of responsibility if, if, if we can make a through line uh, parallel to clean, you know, 
and clean is something that stemmed from me and uh you know is a, is a, a project that i wanted to make for well over a decade and and uh, i brought on paul Solette, our director and i had asked him to help me write this and and, and we wrote it together and um you know it is also deals a lot with fatherhood and responsibility and responsibility as a you know someone as a part of this society and you know this is the this is a guy who made a lot of mistakes in his life and is struggling to uh, come to ter terms with them. And some of those are insurmountable mistakes and failures. And uh, on that path for redemption, he he manages to um, he's mentoring this young girl, and and uh, you know he manages to to I guess all that he's trying to escape and suppress turns out to help him and I, I feel like there are parallels there are parallels with those characters and the the pressure of of all of that on an individual um you know with a lot of uh aggressive forces around them and the, the, the kind of need to defend loved ones and, and your people and um i feel like i'm drawn to that Apparently, and uh, I mean, you, you you mentioned writing it, but you you co-wrote the screenplay, you composed the music, you produced Clean, uh, the characters uh, called Clean. You said you've been trying to get this movie um, made for ten years. What about this story were you fascinated by, and why did you think it'd make a good film? I wasn't trying to get it made. I was trying to oh. make. I was trying to write it. I was trying to come oh, oh. up with it <laughs> fully. I wasn't. You know, we 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 set out to do it. I I I managed to get it made once I had the courage to say, let's do this. But it took me 10, <laughs> 10 years or I'd say seven or six and a half before I could get the courage to, to, to share the ideas and bring someone on as a kind of creative partner on it. So Wait, um, what, what clicked? Is there something that clicked like, okay, okay, now I'm ready to do it or the story? Honestly, I was frustrated in the sense that I needed to find a, a role that spoke to me on a deep level and, and, you know, I'm also a big fan of the the genre of of, of this movie, of kind of revenge, action, uh, thriller, and in in, in in a kind of hard landscape. But I wanted to have a truthful character there. I wanted him to be um, a real person, and I wanted the the storytelling to represent a lot of the things that I see afflicting our society and. A lot of the things that I find deeply disturbing about inequality and injustice and how young people, especially impoverished young people, face so much oppression and obstacles to, to blossom and find a life and find themselves. And, you know, with urban blight and drugs and poor education and poor diet, et cetera, you name it, you know, these are things that, you know, are all oppressive forces and um this is a guy you know that represents i grew up in queens i grew up seeing a lot of misfortune and a lot of beauty and a lot of beautiful people struggling with these real life hardships and coming upstate and seeing these rural communities uh and it's not easy and i feel like that is kind of underrepresented in film and in a way that in a, in a sense to have a, an entertaining film also speak to these things um, 
somehow is a tall order. And, and so I, I, I did my best to try and infuse all of these elements so that it, it can entertain and can, you, know, you can rally with this guy and, and enjoy, you know, all of the overt fun elements that, you know, reference the movies that I grew up loving, but also speaks to something that is, is a bit pressing, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes great sense because it's not very preachy or overhanded. And yet at the same time, I think that message is clear. And then you, it's, cool. I wouldn't say the style is like a seventies movie, but it's got like those little elements of like, those like, um, like French connection, but this also has like stuff that's like, you know, more than like a modern thriller too, which, and the complexity mm -hmm. we would want from a character. Um, you, you did a lot of roles on this film, like literally like uh, you, you <laughs> did the music for the film. I want to go back to the writing for a second. Is it strange saying lines you wrote or watching others say things that you wrote and, and see it get recorded on film? Mm, it's more, it's more strange to watch others bring something to life. Yes. To share a vision of what something meant and then have that, come to life and then yeah i get it i get how writers are precious about certain things um you know because i'm an actor and sometimes i need to change certain things to feel more honest to me and i see where things can get lost in this case we had so many wonderful actors and um they responded to the script and and you know paul brought so much beauty to this as well and he's a craftsman i couldn't have written this without him and he he made um a very eloquent story and you know and all the brut brutal stuff and all these elements those are all been with conceptually within me for a long time <laughs> and you know i I, <laughs> I brought a lot to the table and including my own car like that's my car oh, that's <laughs> you know, your car like everything yeah that, that's my <laughs> grand national that i've owned for at least a decade and my friend my best friend owned for eight years before i bought it from him and and you know they're they're all a part of me and you know the all those techniques and things that he did i learned all about that for this and i've been kind of just waiting lying in wait waiting to put that to put that to, uh, <laughs> to to bring it to life so yeah i mean it's really exciting really exciting and you know they were so they were so great all these wonderful people collaborated on this it's so great that the acting is fantastic riz is amazing mm -hmm. richie merritt's amazing you know um, chandler dupont who plays the young girl is so wonderful and uh, you know we found her we searched high and low and we found this just such a beautiful honest performance for for this young girl and and um Glenn Fleshler, of course, is just killed. It. Oh man, he's so, so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. <laughs> he's so good. So, I, I mean, I, I feel so blessed. You know, I'm, I've been doing this a lifetime, and this is the first time I've poured everything into one project. And uh, uh, it's been a very long road. You know, we've had a lot of obstacles, all of us, through this time. And and so for that to come together, it's it's, it's I'm, I have a lot of gratitude in my heart. So the neighbor podcast is I'm so obsessed. I'm wondering, what are you currently obsessed with? I paint obsessively. I just paint all the time. And um, I've been doing that since I did preceded acting. I've been painting and drawing since I was a, a boy. And uh, I kind of put it down aside from my, you know, juvenile and delinquent days with all my friends from art school who are all big graffiti writers and, you know, but I didn't really 
honor my love for paint and and pushing paint and experimenting with with uh, you know different mediums in, in that space and and now I do <laughs> now <laughs> I do a lot and it's kind of a compulsion and uh, in order to do something like clean you need a lot of resources and a lot of like-minded people to hold it up and a lot of time and a lot of patience and to paint you need less of those things and uh you have uh, uh an outlet for creativity that you can be the author of and you can take the responsibility of and you can apply when you're feeling it and um, i'm also very grateful for that and i think it's made me a better actor because i have more of a general sense of contentment and I don't have to rely upon taking roles because that is how I formerly felt that my creativity could be fulfilled. And so I would take roles because I liked the experimental aspect of that, but they wouldn't necessarily be the best film. But I thought, hey, this could be a really interesting role and you just can't necessarily do that. And this has given me freedom to, I guess, be more specific with my choices i like that i like the uh it's uh like almost like a focus uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's made me surely more focused a lot of people when we when i asked them the question about what they're obsessed about lately they've been saying the show succession and this past season <laughs> you were on that show and I, there's a million questions we don't have time for a million questions but i'll just ask you this what is the atmosphere like on set and how does that feed into what we see on screen, which makes it such an amazing show? Well, everybody's so focused. <laughs> if you're going to segue <laughs> into that, I mean, the, the level of focus is insane. Um, and the writing is superb, obviously, and um, the acting is superb. And, you know, for me, I love the show, and, and the, but it was very challenging because I had to jump in basically naked with these sharks swimming in waters that they knew and characters that they uh you know had, had inhabited for quite some time and um you know it it but i love both of those actors i mean brian and and and, and jeremy are wonderful and they were very generous uh but that being said i i have to be formidable for that power dynamic to work and for it mm -hmm. to kind of destabilize their sense of power and stability that that we've all become accustomed to in watching this show and so it was it was a real thrill i'm really grateful for it you know adam mckay is involved in both this and winning time which is our lakers show that's also on hbo and and they had just hired me to play pat riley on that and i had all this work and research to do for that and then they threw this this thing at me that I just was, I, there's no way that I could not take on. And so I had to do that simultaneously. So it was a, it was, um, it was a very exciting moment. And, um, you know, we, we, we made it through, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love that show. Yeah. It's really great.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we wrap up, I'm going to leave you one thing. So we do a thing called pick one. I give you a couple of choices. You pick one. It doesn't mean one's better than the other. And I want to play pick one with you, Adrian. And this is the only one I have time for. All right. But Glenn Fletchler in Barry, Glenn Fletchler in Billions, Glenn Fletchler in Joker, or Glenn in Boardwalk Empire. Pick one. How come not Glenn and Clean? That's the (laughs) one I picked. You you gave me the one that I would pick. And and then you didn't even like honor me with that. Well, we talked about it earlier. Okay. In the Glenn, time, I, mean, he's all, I mean, he's awesome. I think he's amazing. Glenn and Billions is amazing. So that's what I kind of first saw. He's, I, just, I just loved him. But he's, he's, he's great in all of those. He's an amazing, generous actor. I just, he came with it and was so, he's a force of nature and so powerful. And I'm, I'm so grateful for him. And, you know, it's hard to make little independent movies and you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good man. So everybody who came in, like I said, all these people that came in and pitched in, that's how you have a movie that is in theaters because they did their work and they were humble and they came and they supported the project. And that's what I grew up on. And that's what I aspire to do. And when the tables are turned and you're the producer and you're managing that project, it's something that you really, come to respect and understand is uh is a prerequisite from the people that you collaborate with and uh so the the people that did support this i'm truly honored by and glenn was right up there well and i don't know you i've never met you but it watching the film you get the sense of how intimate it is or personal like in a way that it's not uh like a big blockbustery kind of film that's very mm-hmm. and when you talk about stuff like your car and stuff like that or the fact that you did the music or another thing is i mean you're absolutely ripped you're you're, you're physically ripped as a character <laughs> and i'm curious i know that's always been a big part of your aspect of your acting in, in previous films how much does physicality of the character inform your performance it is a big part of it you you have to feel different you have to look different right uh you can't you can't act emaciated and you can't act being overtly uh muscular you have to do the work to get there and there are a lot of other factors in between that that you've got to shift or or contend with you know and, you know i had strained my back and still i had to train for this and be ready to 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 do this on a very limited time frame and so we we just you know it was just and we shot and it was brutally cold we shot in upstate in the middle of dead of winter and it was a very cold winter and you know i just had no body fat you know but um it it did that all that discomfort adds to a level of suffering of the character it adds to uh a truth that i can't put into words and i can't i shouldn't be showing you i should be experiencing and if i'm experiencing <laughs> it you're gonna see it and i just basically am a mime you basically watch me suffer uh, <laughs> and, and uh, say wow that's, 
I believe it. <laughs> Mine who has one or two really good lines in this film. That's right. Well, I expect a lot of people, once they can see this film, are going to support it because it isn't an outstanding film. Thanks. All right, man. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. Take care. I want to thank Adrian for chatting with me and you for listening. Clean is in theaters and available to rent and on video demand starting January 28th. I'm So Obsessed was created by our executive producer, Danielle Ramirez. Our editor and lead producer is Sophia Fox Sowell. And this episode was produced by Rebecca Fleenor. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Follow the show on Twitter at I'm So Obsessed Pod. And until next time, take care.